0: I still see amongst friends, even if we're not living in the 70s and 80s, I still see that women are still, there's certain jobs that they do generally and and men do different.
1: This is Moms in the Middle, the podcast for busy parents who need a little help keeping their hustle in check. If you are new to our show, we're so glad you found us. Here's who we are two moms who work in television. I'm Ivanka Osma,ck mom of George, who is two years old, and I work The Late Show on Sportsnet, a national TV sports station. And
2: I'm Melanie Ng, and I work the very early morning shift on a morning show in Toronto. I also happen to be a mom of a three-year-old named Josh. Now, while Ivanka is working at night, I'm fast asleep, catching those Z's because i got to be up in the morning, and really, it means the only time that Ivanka and I get to meet is in the middle of our day. We are hustling the balance between between work life, mom life, personal life. <sighs> Just need to take a breath, right? So we meet in the middle of it all. In the middle of our day. In the middle of the chaos. In the middle of opinion. Therefore, mom's in the middle.
1: Now, it's hard to believe, but this is the final episode of season two. It's been, it's been a ride. What a trip. We've covered so much ground in this season. We've talked about mom and dad are fighting. Mm-hmm. Keeping your cool with your kids... Extracurriculars,
2: how to balance that in fertility, maintaining those relationships with your
1: partner and with your girlfriends, which is so important. That's right. So we thought we would round out this season dedicated to the dads, to the fathers in our lives, in our children's lives. There's a reason this podcast is obviously called Moms in the Middle, because that's who Mel and I are. But we started thinking about the roles dads do play in our children's lives. And the
2: role of dad really has changed over the decades. No longer is the father expected to be the breadwinner, the disciplinarian, the one that teaches their kids how to play sports. So this episode, we are bringing in two guys who are doing things differently from
1: the way their fathers did. And you know what? That's totally fine. Let's start with Ken Reed, a self-professed hockey nerd who grew up in Pictou, Nova Scotia, got his television break in Halifax, and then worked across the country before landing at Sportsnet. He's hosted the Olympics, reported ringside on Hockey Night in Canada, but of course his most memorable work is sitting beside me Mm -hmm. Monday to Friday on the Sportsnet Central desk. He's a national best-selling author of four books, including Hockey card stories, true tales from your favorite players, but always has time for his family. That's his wife and two sons, ages six and four. And back in 2014,
2: our other guest had a picture of him, his partner, and their son, born via surrogate, go viral. The whole world saw it. The birth photo of little Milo shared all over the place as a symbol of love. Frank Nelson has taken that love into every aspect of his life as a high school teacher, a children's book author, a blogger, LGBTQ and surrogacy advocate. Check out the website familyisaboutlove.com. But most importantly, the job is dad to four-year-old Milo. Welcome, both
1: of you. Thank you. Thanks for getting up, Ken.
3: Yeah, whatever. I'm I'm just (laughs) disappointed I have to spend more time with you than I usually do. Oh,
1: yeah, yeah. I'm very
3: excited to be here. (laughs) How are you feeling today, Ozmac? Because I had to save your butt last night on the show when you got all sick.
1: (laughs) I'm okay. Thanks, Ken. Are you you pregnant again, or
3: what's going on? this is what
1: it's going to turn into. This is why I shouldn't have brought Ken in. (laughs) We're airing the dirty laundry here, and our producer, Moines, doesn't have anything to say about it. Okay, let's start first with our childhoods. And what, what what did the role of mom and dad look like when you were growing up, specifically dad?
0: Go ahead, Frank. Oh, well, I, I grew up in the 70s. I'm like turning 50 next year. And I grew up with a pretty traditional family. My mom stayed home with everyone. she Although she did have a business that she ran out of the house. And my dad was gone all day. So it was very traditional. He... He, You know, I I think we had a great familyhood. uh, Childhood, excuse me. My father was around. We took a lot of vacations. So we'd spent a lot of family time together. But my mom was the one. And it was a very typical sort of wait till your father gets home quite scenario in our house.
2: Did that change or shape the way you wanted your family to be?
0: Uh, that's a good question. I mean, it's just different now, right? We're, me and my husband are both teachers. We're really lucky that our day is short, shorter. Uh, we're both home b- by four. We get to drop off Milo together every day, and we pick him up together every day, and we're both there all the time. So I, I think it's just, it's very different. We're both equally the breadwinners, so we're we're lucky that way.
1: Mm-hmm. Ken, what about you? What was growing up in Picto with yeah. your parents Can like? Can
3: I say ditto to the first answer? Pretty much the same as yeah. what Frank said, 70s slash 80s. So um, yeah, my dad was a local doctor. So he worked, you know, pretty much nine to five. He'd be on call some nights and weekends. My mom was home sometimes. Other times, she had her own businesses. She was in real estate for a while. Uh, had her own hairdressing store shop for a while. So we had a babysitter. But yeah, it was if you did anything bad, it was wait till dad gets home. You're in trouble. So when the, the when the door would crack at five thirty, we'd all s- <laughs> run upstairs, and you'd just hear dad, "Jesus, what the hell did <laughs> Avery? <do today>, <laughs> Christ!" And then. Dad would dole out the punishment, which wasn't all that severe.
0: I always thought it was a little unfair because, you know, Dad, poor Dad came home. He probably had a really long day. He was already a little aggravated, and then he would have to punish us. He had no idea what we did, but if we were really bad, he would just come in the door and maybe, you know, smack us.
3: It's (laughs) like being a goon in hockey. You don't really dislike the guy on the other team, but it's like, hey, you got to go out there and punch that guy in the head. Not that Dad punched me in the head, but yeah, I felt bad for Dad too now, and now with my wife. Uh she and I will talk and I'll say, you know, you can give you give them a timeout too, because I don't always want to be the bad guy. Like, like, I guess that the way our dads were pigeonholed into that. Yeah.
2: We're going to talk about those rules in a second because it's evolved. Right. I grew up in the 80s and it's still, you know, that translated. Same thing. My dad kind of, you know, he lived away from home feeling like he was providing for the family, right? So he lived away from home during those transitional years. And my mom, uh, she was a nurse as well. She did really well. But, you know, there were sacrifices that were made with that family dynamic. And I know you were similar, Ivanka. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, Borden was rich the provider. Oh, <laughs> as if. Um, but my mom stayed home. The difference, I think, was is Jeannie was pretty strict on us. So it wasn't necessarily my dad who was handing out the punishment, unless you did something really, really bad and she needed extra enforcement. But but she managed and controlled all of us. And you, know, you did not want to piss off my mom at all because sometimes it was, the punishment was worse coming from her. But she was the one, you know, driving us around to all our activities because she was home and taking us to school. But I think we're all kind of in the same boat yeah. where it was mm-hmm. our dads who left every morning and returned every night. But... In our household, my mom did all the cooking and my dad would come home and he would sit down and food would be waiting for him. <laughs> I know that yep. does not happen yep. in my yep. household today with my husband and my son. So, okay. So let's, we've already talked a little bit about what life is like today or how things are different from how you grew up. But Ken, mm-hmm. you're similar to me because you and your wife work opposite shifts. Mm-hmm. So rules are already muddled.
3: Yeah. So my wife is pretty much nine to five and I'm, Pretty much, I guess you'd call it 6 to midnight. So uh, I I'm usually see the boys uh, from around 4 till 6. I don't get up with them in the morning because I have to sleep, and my wife's cool with that. She used to work in TV, so she understands. It's kind of not cool to wake somebody up after 5 hours of sleep and put them right to work. Um, sleep is valuable as a parent, I think. It's, some people look at it as a selfish thing. I look at it as an unselfish thing. If you're tired and around your kids, you can't really do much with them anyway. So, yeah, my wife and I kind of high five each other uh, out the door and in the door every uh, weekday. And then we we spend a lot of time together on the weekends. But, yeah, it's and we have a we have a a nanny who helps us out during the week. And uh, my oldest is in school and my young guy is in Montessori. So they'll both be in school next year. I'm psyched about that. It's going to be wicked.
2: And Frank, for you. okay, so you've got Milo, who's turning five shortly.
0: Turning five next month.
2: Next month. Oh, my gosh. Is he in school?
0: He's in JK. Yeah. And he's been in daycare since he's been 18 months. So mm -hmm. he's very familiar with school. It's the same place. This daycare and the school has always been the same room even. So he he feels very comfortable there.
2: What is the dynamic with you and BJ and, and how you handle the parenting and who does what?
0: See, we're a little bit different at this point. I mean, as I also think as two gay men, you know, we, we don't have... I, I still see amongst friends, even if we're not living in the 70s and 80s, I still see that women are still... There's certain jobs that they do generally, and and men do different. People always ask us, like, who's the mommy? And we, <laughs> we really hate that question. But because uh, we try and carve... Because we have the same hours, same everything, we try and carve up everything separately. Uh, so we pretty much take care of him very equally. Uh, we're both around, like I said, for drop-off and pick-up. My husband loves to, he likes to clean. I don't know why, but anyway, so that's his job. Uh, and you send I, him to my house. Yeah, I, <laughs> it is like every so often he gets really mad at me and starts throwing things. But I'm like, this is the job. <laughs> like, you just do it. I don't ask you. People will clean if you leave stuff to do. and, that's and exactly and, what I say. Yeah, wow. I say it all the time. <laughs> Well, I can't. He's like sometimes, you know, why aren't you doing the laundry? I'm like, you've already done it. I don't know what, how I can do it, right? Oh, yeah. but, but we, I, I think that we split things very evenly, um, and I do the cooking every night. And we, I'm a little more strict than he is, and so I do a little more disciplining. I try it just within me to do it that way, or um, and that's maybe the way I was raised. Uh, so everything I think is. It's pretty That's, equal. I'll cook dinner tonight.
3: My wife and I kinda of split it up during the week. We don't really plan it, but we have this as Ivanka knows, I'm not very skilled in a lot of areas, but we have this new meal thing where they drop off the oh, ingredients yeah. and you just cook it. <laughs> I actually think the I'm Chimp decent do now. It. Yeah. yeah, it's it's so stupid Kenny can do it. Willing to take endorsements, by the way, if that company's listening, <laughs> I won't name yeah, them now because not paying We're still waiting for the podcast to get
1: endorsements too, Ken. Get step in hey, line. You know me,
3: Ivanka. I'm always working.
1: But the fact, okay, but that's interesting that you're willing to take the assignments. So it's not as if you're saying to you, to your wife, uh, no, cooking's your department. No, you know, I will. I'll take care of other things because Ken has sent mm. me many photos of his wife sh- out shoveling. She's shoveling. In the she <laughs> no she shovels shovels. No. Kids
3: inside. It's like Frank.
1: Um, his I do the shovel. His
3: husband likes to clean. My wife likes to shovel. Who am I to say I love shoveling. No? Right, I love shoveling. I'm right. not like I'm getting she a likes workout. it. I like to. I like to cook sometimes, so I cook. I don't think like, I don't want it to sound sexist. Hey, my wife shovels the driveway, but she likes to shovel the driveway. Like, it, I think that is being non-sexist. You know what I mean? Like, there shouldn't be you have to cook and you have to clean kind of stuff.
1: Yes, because there are a lot of myths. Of course, Father's Day cards pop up, and most of them have a picture of a barbecue or a fishing pole or, you know, a lawnmower, whatever it may be. But those aren't necessarily true anymore, or or what fathers want to do necessarily for Father's Day or on on any kind of weekend.
0: Yeah, I feel a lot of pressure sometimes. Neither of us like sports, and I feel this weird pressure. To have to like sports, you know. All my straight friends are like, you got to sign up your kid to soccer, uh, skating now. They got to play hockey right away. I'm like, I don't, I don't want to sit in a hockey rink. Yeah, and I, but I do feel bad sometimes. I want to expose my son to everything. And it was one of the fears I had when I had a son, to be honest, was that, you know, I wasn't going to be that type of dad. I wasn't the regular dad that was going to play sports, although I did go throw a ball with him yesterday, which made me feel very good. Uh, But, yeah, that is a concern, you know. uh, If he doesn't have that whatever, you know, so-called male role model, what's going to happen to him?
2: I I was going to ask you guys this, because we're trying to... Smash some of these myths, some of these stereotypes, because things have changed. What is the biggest stereotype when it comes to being a dad that
3: you that I'll that, have a bad body,
0: <laughs> dad bod, yeah. dad bod? I'm dad? No, we're we're taking that back. Though right. I thought <laughs> I'm pretty jacked, so oh, I'm I, pretty I proud ticked, of my dad bod. Yeah, I get ticked <laughs> off if people think I have a.
3: A dad bought under this, this uh, sweatshirt. It's pretty stellar. <laughs>
2: <laughs> but is there something that, like, you feel that you should be doing? Uh, you you kind of mentioned there something, Frank, about, like, the, the sports. Like, you think that you have to be a sports fanatic or something like that. But, you know, there's there's all there are all these ideas of what dad should be.
3: I got one. Yeah? I, uh, I, I think that I should be, and people think that dad should be good at being handy and at yard yeah. work. And I am not handy and I don't like to do yard work. So I'll be sitting at home some days and all of a sudden three guys will show up with snow blowers and leaf blowers and they'll start doing the yard. I'll call my wife. I'll say, what's going on? She goes, I hire them to do it because you can't. And I said, okay, that's cool. And I just have to kind of look at myself and say, okay, I'm a failure in that area of my life, but accept it. So I think a dad stereotype is that you should be handy around the house and good at yard work. And I'm neither of those things. Nor do I pretend to be my father pretends to be good at that he's always pretended to be handy mm-hmm. and it's a freaking disaster it's awesome <laughs> he once was taking down the Christmas lights <laughs> uh, the light went uh, he somehow got electrocuted by the <gasps> wire he fell into a puddle he would have died but luckily it went into his watch and his watch exploded are you serious? Oh my yeah, gosh. Dead
0: serious. Dr. Dan, Dr. Dan, by the way, is a doctor. Wow. wow. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. Okay. A certified doctor. Okay, Frank, follow that one. I don't, I don't even
2: know.
0: <laughs> you know, I think of my dad as the guy who, you know, I want don't want to say emotionally unavailable, but he, you know, when I came out of the closet, I'd been living with a guy for four years in a one-bedroom apartment with one bed. <laughs> and when I finally told him he was flabbergasted, and he told me that I had like lied to him, and I was like, what are you talking about? And he's like, You told me he was your roommate. I was like, are you (laughs) dead? Like, I just, I was so confused by this. And so, and what I learned about my dad is like, he just, everything was surface. Like, not that he wasn't deep or anything, but he he just believed you. And that's just not the case. I'm always saying to him, and it frustrated me for so long that, you know, dad, you have to see has Mom knew I was gay since I was two. You didn't see that. You <laughs> Your know, dad's how really did you not taking hints? Kind of. Thing? Yeah, like he just didn't see me, or he just didn't want to go yeah. any deeper into it. And yeah. I think that dads nowadays are a little more involved,
3: sure,
0: uh, emotionally with their children as well as you know maybe spiritually. But they they get it a little bit more. It's not just like maybe what I said. You know, he comes in the door at the end of the day, and that's just. You know, life is simpler. Yeah, Archie Bunker shows yeah, up. Yeah, Archie here's Bunker. Here, here's
1: your, Al Bundy. Here's I dinner. know Mel and I have talked about this over the course of the past two seasons, but my son, we've only got one, he goes to my husband over me. And that's not usually what happens. It's the mom that, you know, if you scrape your knee or if you get hurt in some other way, you go to your mom. And I think it's because my husband... He's so much fun. And he when he comes home, he is all about my son. And they play games together. They build forts. They are silly together. And so I totally get it why my son would rather hang out with him than me. But as a mom, so I'm finding—I'm trying to fight that stereotype. You know where, what's happening?
3: You're becoming genie. You're going to be the disciplinarian <laughs> well, like your mom well, It's was. true.
1: And you know what? And I had to say to Adam before when I was pregnant, I had to say—because he's such an easygoing guy. And he doesn't get angry. He's very even-steven. And I had to say, there are going to be times when I need you to get angry and I need you to be, you know, the disciplinarian because I don't want to be the bad guy all the time. And that's just our personalities naturally. But I, I don't want to be wear that bad guy hat all the time. And so he's brought it out a couple of times over the past couple of years since George has been born. But normally it is me that has wow,
2: to. Wow, you're turning step into up. your
3: mom. This is deep. Uh oh. <laughs>
1: but, I, but I
2: feel with the dynamic though, there is always a bad cop, good cop. Yeah. Doesn't matter if it's the husband, wife, husband, husband, wife, wife, whatever. There's there's always one that's a little bit harsher than the other. I know I'm not that one. I'm a little soft. I know my husband Scott steps in and he's like, nope, like this, and not because he's the guy. That's his personality. I'm just a little bit nicer. Mm-hmm. But then I get riled up. I had to give
3: it? Lou a timeout last night. You feel bad, but you have to do it. But my wife does it too. I, I'd say we're not perfectly even on it, but depending on the day, one person will take over because you're, sometimes you're tired too, right? And you yeah. don't want to deal with it. So if, if there's two of you, at least
0: you can say, you know what, you can you handle the, can you kind of handle the bad stuff today? I think it's such an important part of parenting, though. I, I find I'm always the one. Uh, you know, when we had Milo, my son was like, my mother was so strict. I'm going to be the strictest dad. I've never seen him yell at my son unless he's. Very tired or not feeling well, and then it's not always the right place. But yeah, I find his struggle because my husband's always down there with Milo and really taking care. of And when he's sad, he go, runs to him. Mm-hmm. And I've also said the same thing. I said you need to put your foot down. Sometimes you can't. It can't always be me saying <laughs> go to your room or no. Right? He's always. I just. I'll take away the TV. I turn around. He's like okay, you can have a friend. That's not good. And I'm like, are you kidding me? So then we get in fights and it's not any better, right? Yeah.
1: So does that surprise you that your husband has taken that role?
0: I, not oh, anymore. I, I was surprised by him telling me when before he was born that he was going to be so strict, <laughs> but now I see that that is not true at all. I don't know what he was talking about about this wooden, you know, spoon that he, his mother had given him because right. there's none of that. in And I house. also plan to go to the gym five times a week. <laughs> right? I planned a couple times. Yeah. Things
3: don't always work out.
2: I was going to ask you about some of the things that society needs to catch up with too. Change tables aren't in dads' washrooms necessarily. They are definitely in the women's washrooms. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so I know that there's kind of this push to equal everything. When you guys are going through this, especially when they were young, and you're taking them to the, say, to the bathroom Mm -hmm. in public or whatever, do you get a different eye? Like, wait, it's not as convenient for you to be Uh, able to take care of the little
3: ones. I changed my baby tons of times but if they don't want to put change stations in men's room i'm
0: cool with that that means i don't have to do it
3: <laughs>
1: oh so you're taking that approach i yeah. didn't have a
0: choice though yeah. so right. it was it was a bigger deal right And yeah. i've complained to stores before when they didn't have them i think we were in Saks once and they didn't and i was like you know what it, so i just put it to him down on a chair That's which they weren't that happy about that... and i literally changed him in the middle of the store which is what you have to do i don't have a choice right yeah, If the kid needs to be changed it doesn't really matter if there's a table or exactly not. but Push comes to
3: shove, you're going to change the kid. Yeah.
1: So how are you teaching your boy? You know, we did the count. All of us have boys. Yeah. Amongst us, we have have, uh, five. How do you think your roles and how you're teaching your sons is shaping them and what their roles are going to be eventually uh, through childhood and also when they reach adulthood and further along fatherhood?
3: Wow. I'll try not to swear too much in front of them, my wife's. We're allowed
1: on the podcast. No. Oh, in front oh, of them. You know.
3: <laughs> my wife still gets mad at me for that, but yeah, I always think big picture. I, 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 there's this great picture of my youngest kid, and he's, he's eaten Rudolph's carrot one Christmas, and I looked at it today, he went and I just thought, we're going to look at that picture when he's 17, 18 and laugh at it. <laughs> and you think, "Wow, what's going to happen in, in those next 14 years?" So it's something I think about a lot, so I try not to be lazy in front of them. Try not to swear in front of them, try to be well-mannered in front of them, try to respect their mother a lot in front of them, which, you know, I think it's pretty re- important to respect and not undermine your, your partner because if you do, that's kind of setting it up for, for bad things. But at the same time, you got to have fun with them too, right, because they are kids. So it's a, it's a definite balance. It's something I think about a lot more than people probably think a meathead like me thinks about.
0: Well, I would say ditto to most of what he said. And I think, and and I would add that being honest is really important. I see, you know, I have a a long road to a, or a past that I want my son to know about. I've, I struggled with addiction and other things growing up and through coming out and being gay. I had a lot of issues growing up. You know, and for a while, I wasn't sure if it was important that I would share these things with him. But I think more and more, I, I, I think it's really important that they know Uh, Not just your history, but learn from your mistakes, and they can only do that if you're honest with them. We're also trying, you know, to teach—we try our hardest to do this, like, non-gender thing, and I laugh all the time, Mm -hmm. because I was in the store the other day, and I'm picking shoes, and I I had a pair of pink ones in my hand. I'm like, do you have uh, any—do you have these with the in boys' colors? And I'm like, what does that mean? What does that mean? (laughs) I've been trying to say not—I've been trying not to say that. And I don't mean that we don't have any gender, but I try and— let Milo know that he can be anything he wants and he can play with any toys that he wants and there's no I don't like it when he says that's for girls or that's for boys because I, I think nowadays we we realize that boys and girls can be whatever they want mm-hmm. It's funny how they do say that though all like, the It's time. amazing My, uh, Ivanka and I have talked about it. My kid's six
3: months old, and he just grabs the tractors and the trucks. Like, it's just, I don't yeah. know how it's in there, but it's in there. It's amazing.
2: Meanwhile, my my son, ever since he was little, loves my purses and shoes. He just <laughs> loves them. He loves them. He wants to put on my jewelry. He loves all of that. My, my son it, tried like, on, on my, my yeah.
3: wife's new shoes yesterday. They're a little big, but he looked cool. <laughs> yeah, kids <laughs> are cute. fun. Come on. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I was going to ask you this, and you can answer it short. You can answer it long. So Ivanka and I have talked about this a lot. The parents that we thought we were going to be versus the parents that we are. So are you guys the dads you thought you were going to be?
3: Yes and no. Uh, I always said my kids weren't going to play video games, and they don't. I'm proud of that. I had no idea how much it was going to take out of me physically, at least for the first couple of years. You know, I always thought, like, you don't know until you're a parent. So in a lot of ways, I was wrong. I didn't know how tired I was going to be. I didn't know I could love anyone or anything as much as I love my boys. That was, that was totally eye-opening to me. Um, I'd like to be more involved. Like, I feel bad that I have to work nights and I can't coach my little guy at T-ball. Having said that, I'm still pretty involved. But working nights, sometimes you, you miss out, you know, at your kid's soccer game and his baseball game. But I loved watching my little guy play hockey this year. I love watching my other little guy make faces. And Like last night, for example, I'm leaving for work. And I get in my, my truck and there's gangster rap on the radio. And it's a, a song I, I, I knew well back in the day. It's loud and there's a little of curse What is it?
2: What is it? You know no what is it? Ain't no fun
3: if the homies can't have none. Okay. So I <laughs> crank it up, roll the windows down, my kids and wife are in the yard and my wife just turns red and just looks away. And The neighbors all look over and my little guy Louis starts running over and he uh-huh. starts doing the side to side. Like I didn't know I was gonna be the fun dad that that way and at the same time kind
0: of being the disciplined dad too. Yeah.
2: Mm. And Frank for you?
0: You know, it's all much more complicated than you think, right? You're going to be the best dad. Your kid's never going to eat sugar. They're not watching TV. (laughs) For the first two years, I was like, no TV. Of course, they shouldn't be watching TV. I was strict with my parents. And now now he gets an hour of TV every day. I can't, you know, we're tired at the end of the day. And as a single parent or a parent of a single, I find... As soon as I turn the TV off, he's like, "Okay, come play." I'm like, "Okay, put the TV back on. <laughs> 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 and I, it's hard, right? You know, we all need our downtime in the, the day. But one, you know, uh, I, but overall, I think you know, I, I I would agree that I've I don't think I've ever loved anyone more, and I think that the thing that you know, dads, whenever I hear someone say, "This is off topic," that that they've never heard their parents say I love you to them. I, I still to this day don't even, you know, I don't even understand that. My parents always said I love you. Yeah. I'm sure of it. And I tell, and Milo says to me the other day, I was say said this out loud. He's like, you don't say I love you. I'm like, I say I love you like 40 times a day. <laughs> as soon as I get into his room in the morning, I jump into bed with him. I cuddle him. And I say I love you. Uh, I'm going to cry. but I mm-hmm. And I say I love you before bed every night for sure. And then any other time that he gives me a moment, I just... I love him so much. I could just like hold yeah. on to him all the time. My mm-hmm. kids are at the stage where they're just kind of going, "Yeah,
3: whatever, Dad." Exactly. <laughs> yeah. But also, Frank, what you were saying, the I love you thing. I grew up with friends; their parents didn't tell them that, and for me, I, I, what it was just so foreign. I think that's such a good thing you can tell your kid that.
1: We're hugging. Just, How do you not we, have didn't, we didn't hug though. In my family, I know Mel and I have we talked about emotions. And all oh, really? No, yeah, my, my parents. Did. we My
0: didn't. parents did too, and they yeah. kissed. We we're all big lip kissers lip, so people say like really? I, my parents kiss us on the lips all the see, time see now we have more
1: <laughs> as we've gotten older because I think you just you realize as you age how precious time is and you know you, you realize that you're not invincible
3: even but, bored and hugs now
1: oh bored and hugs when we're saying goodbye <laughs> absolutely my father does yeah but um but with my son oh my gosh I hug yeah. him and, mm. because all the time like that's the ritual when you're leaving for work he knows he's like oh I'm going pretends he's going for work and he's like line up for kisses yeah. um so that's something because yeah, you want to hold on to that little like, and he's so chubby, and he's, you know, <laughs> want to squeeze his cheeks. So you we do
0: hug have. while you can. Yeah, right? exactly. Yep, because
1: while they let someday
3: you. they're gonna say
1: they don't want to. Guys, thank you so much for joining us. Um, we haven't had a lot of men on moms in the middle. We maybe had one. Yeah, One in season one. <laughs> so, really? yes, we've doubled that up today. You guys Yay. are
2: very sexist. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> yeah. Just review and subscribe. That's all we ask. Yes, yeah, so thank you so much. And I think, you know, we can agree. Roles have changed. People have changed. And then, honestly, like, even within our own roles, things are different, right? So yeah. we appreciate it. We love it. Show the love.
3: Thank you. See you at work tonight, Ozma.
2: So that does it for this week. But thank you, as always, for listening. We really appreciate it. And we also want to hear your feedback. So you can subscribe to the podcast. You can rate and review. It really does help us figure out what you like, maybe things that you want to hear. So don't forget to leave those comments for us.
1: We are also on social media. You can get in touch with us on Twitter, it's at City Melanie, and on Instagram, the Melanie Ying. And I'm on Instagram and Twitter at Ivanka Osmag. The show has an Instagram account, of course, at Moms in the Middle Podcast. The show produced
2: by the one and only Steph Phillips and presented by Frequency Podcast Network. So
1: that does it for season two. We are so glad you listened and you came along for the ride. We can't wait to bring you more content. And thanks for joining us in the middle.